Hello, and welcome to the Sensibly Speaking Podcast. This is Chris Shelton, the critical thinker at large, coming at you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and with video here on YouTube. All right, guys, I am in a mood most foul right now, and you're going to hear some ranting from me here, but I'm going to try to keep this as factual and under control as I can. I debated whether I should even do a podcast this week because, um, well, I'll get into the details of why, but... Uh, I thought, you know, no, I should use this negative energy right now uh, in this direction. And and so I'm going to see how this goes, see where this goes here. But I have some things I want to talk about. All Scientology related this week. In fact, uh, I feel like I've, you know, uh, there's so many things I want to say. So I'm just going to get started and see where this goes. There, you know, the recovery process that I constantly refer to, this idea of getting over and beyond Scientology or cult thinking and getting that cleared out of your mind and headspace and being able to look at the world with fresh eyes and not have to think the way that a Scientologist thinks. You know, that's kind of, for me, the sort of the real only goal of of recovery or working on all of this is to try to get out of that place. So it's not like it never happened, but it's just that it's not affecting you anymore, or me anymore, you know, and it's, and you're able to kind of see things without having that cult lens or filter in place. And it's been a real, pro, you know, progression of things to get rid of that stuff. And I don't know that I'm ever going to get rid of all of it. But, you know, you try, you, you work on this, you, education and therapy and counseling and, and, and talking about it and, and answering questions from you guys about it they, and, and listening to other critics. This is really valuable, too. And one of the reasons we should not be at each other's throats is, as critics in this community is because we can learn so much from each other. I, I cannot talk too much about this, but this was actually, up until today, this was actually a pretty good week. I had... Uh, a bit of travel that I did this week, and I had to keep it all very low-key because I can't talk about what I was doing other than to tell you I was involved in a video shoot that all of you will find out about before too long in the very near future, I think. It was very special. It was a very amazing experience. I got to uh, meet up with some people that I have only known online or have uh, you know, never met before in person, and that went really, that was amazing. The experience itself was amazing, and like I said, I learned a lot from people who have other perspectives and ideas about our common background. Um, so, so that was really cool. And I, then I, then I, you know, okay. I've always said that <laughs> if I were to be fair gamed by Scientology, if Scientology were to really come after me in any significant way, I would video it. I would make it known on my channel. I would put it out there that this was happening because I would want you guys to know about it and, you know, maybe in an effort to get it to stop, too. I don't know. It is uh, something. I have gone years now where I have had trolls, I've had weird emails, I've had a, a hate website against me that is not fun to have out there. Um, anybody who thinks that, you know, I've sort of laughed it off or brushed it off in the past in terms of a kind of a how am I going to go about handling this and how am I going to deal with it in the public forum. But it, you know, let's talk turkey here for a second. It's not fun to have 
uh, people in your past, like your ex-wife, on video trashing you, lies being told about you that are up there for anybody to see if they Google search you. And as a, I like to call myself a semi-public figure, I don't really think of myself as a celebrity or a major public figure, but I, as a, you know, so I sort of say semi-public figure, but I'm probably downplaying it a little bit. I guess I would be considered a public figure at this point. Um, you know, you, you are susceptible to, and you put yourself out there, you're susceptible to all kinds of things coming back at you. And I get that, and I'm okay with that. I understand that that's part of the, part of the picture. You know, you're going you're gonna to put ideas out there, I'm going to put, you know, write a book, or I'm going to make videos, and I'm going to say, hey, this is what I think about things. And of course, people are going to respond, and not everybody's going to agree with you. And I'm okay with all of that. I've gotten into fights with people online. I've gotten into fights with people in person when we have disagreements about things. They walked away hating me. <laughs> sometimes I walked away hating them. Uh, sometimes we make up. Sometimes we don't. That's None of that is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the fair gaming. Fair gaming is something that Scientology does. L. Ron Hubbard, the, the term is interesting. And for those of you who maybe have heard of the term but don't know the history of it, I will say that Fair game comes from L. Ron Hubbard directly, and it was, a, it was a method or means of him being able to get back at critics or enemies, uh, perceived enemies that he had when he was running Scientology. And the way that this came about was he issued policies that said if somebody is declared an enemy of the church and fair game, then they are fair game for anything that Scientologists want to do to them. They can go vandalize their house, they could flatten their tires, key their car, um, burn up their house, murder them. I mean, it, it escalates quite quickly. And while I'm not going to say that, that anybody was murdered because of this, I'm also not going to say that they weren't. It's a bit of a gray area. We don't have solid physical evidence that, that Scientology or the Church of Scientology has endorsed or sponsored or ordered the deaths of people. But on the other hand, there have been more than a few mysterious deaths in the history of Scientology. So, and L. Ron Hubbard himself put out, you know, what they later brushed over as a joke, but L. Ron Hubbard put out a process that he called R245, Routine 2, Process Number 45. And R245 is literally uh, taking a, a 45 handgun and shooting somebody. He calls it an instant exteriorization process. Uh, in other words, you're going to get somebody out of their head spiritually right away if you kill their body. And while that might have been all fun and games and jokes uh, it, back in the day in Scientology, I doubt that it was. L. Ron Hubbard wrote policies stating very, very clearly that uh, critics of Scientology or former members, apostates who are speaking out, are to be treated as fair game for anything anybody wants to do to them. And I believe it was at least in one ethics order that Hubbard actually said please use R245 on these individuals. Well, however they might or might not have wronged Scientology, no one ever deserved to be murdered as a result of being a former member or critic of Scientology. No one deserves any of this fair gaming nonsense, and it's been going on for decades. And we talk about it, we um, you know, lambaste the church because they do it. It is very, very far from a religious activity 
to uh, be so vindictive and, and vengeful, but that is L. Ron Hubbard's personality written into the DNA of the Church of Scientology, and that's how they act. And I'm pretty convinced that the people in the Office of Special Affairs who carry out these fair game actions, like hiring private, private investigators to stalk and harass people, um, to go through their trash, go through, you know, hire hackers to go through their emails or their bank accounts or their, or their websites, as has happened to me this week. Uh, this month, I've actually had all of these things happen. I'm going to go into a little bit of detail about that in a few minutes. But they get these guys to do this, and I'm pretty convinced that, that for the people who work in the Office of Special Affairs, they're so <laughs> deluded, they're in such a delusional state of mind about their goodness and the evil of people like me, Karen Dale Carrier, Steve Mango, Aaron Smith-Levin, uh, of course, Mike Rinder, Leah Remini, uh, you know, Alex Gibney, all of us who speak out, us former members, they're so convinced that we're so evil, we're so horrible, we're such suppressive people, and we're so interested in destroying mankind <laughs> that they feel that it's a rational act and a fully justified act to take us down, to go after us. And nothing could be further from the truth. Anybody with an objective eye could look at the hundreds of videos that I've put together and see that I don't have ill intent. I, I'm not, you know, of, of mal intent towards anyone. I, I'm really not. I, you know, my my ideal picture of the world is everybody kind of getting along, even if we don't all agree. I don't want everybody to agree. That's never going to happen, and it would make the world a horrible place to live if everybody was on the same page about everything. But I think we should be able to get along, you know, and that's the whole attitude that I've had in, in moving forward. And, uh, and that is not the attitude that the Office of Special Affairs or cult members in general have. That they're, they're very locked into an us versus them mentality. And they use that us versus them. Let's really highlight versus here. It's not just a matter of in-group thinking or bubble world or, or living in, a, in an alternate reality. It's, it's being in a place as a cult member where you feel at war with the rest of the world. It is a delusional point of view. No one's attacking you. No one even cares about you. But you feel attacked if somebody is not, you know, joyously and uh, energetically on your side. It's all or nothing. You're either with us or against us. And that's the viewpoint of that black and white thinking pervades all levels of society, politics, sports, etc., as I've gone over so many times. It's dangerous to, be, to, to put yourself in that kind of thinking position. It's just, it denies you rational, critical thinking abilities. It denies you positive thinking. It denies you all kinds of of good things about life, right? When you lock yourself into this com combative, war-like position. And that is where these cult members are at. That's where certainly where Scientologists are at. And, uh, and they bring it all on themselves. They create all the antagonism that is directed towards them. They make their own enemies through their insane, irrational attacks. And that is the most objective truth I can say about that. Um, all of what I have done in creating all the content I have created about Scientology was done 
because of what the church did to me, not because of what I did to anybody while I was in the church or anything I've done since I left the church. It's because it's what they were doing to me, right? They disconnected me. They took away, you know, people I loved and, and had been friends with and a, and a laundry list of other things. So if they didn't do those things, no one would care about Scientology and they could go do whatever they wanted to do and, and it would be fine. But instead, <laughs> it's not fine, right? And let's be really clear now about the kind of things that Scientology gets up to because I actually started listing some stuff out and I was like, my God, you know, I... In, in going through this, this you know, years-long experience of this process, this recovery, right? I've been, I've, I've had lots of ups and downs, lots of vicissitudes, lots of, uh, uh, wow, was it really that bad? Wow, I can't believe it was that bad. Oh my God, how was I part of that? Well, I, you know, and you get reminded sometimes when you listen to other people and their experiences just how. You know, you think, how far down the rabbit hole does this evil, bad, horrible stuff go? And you go, man, it, 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 there's this mantra that continually proves itself to be true, which is that uh, Scientology is always worse than you think. And when you really start tabbing it out and, ca and cataloging all of the, the, the badness that comes out of this group, it, it is hard to find a bottom. It's hard to find a place that they won't go. Uh, a, a, a very quick 10-second list of things, stalking, harassment, computer hacking, credit card and loan fraud, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and then never paying any of it back. I mean, this, the loan arranging happens within Scientology that has destroyed people's finances and, and financial viability and bankrupted people. Um, you know, Joe can't afford to buy any auditing, so the, the registrar, the salesperson, calls Bill and says, Hey, Bill, this guy can't afford any auditing, and his credit is, he doesn't have any credit cards, or they're all maxed out, but we really got to get him this auditing, so can you help out? You know, and this is, the, they're not supposed to be doing this, but of course they do. And they arrange these loans, and then Joe never pays Bill back. Well, it's not our fault, says the organization, right? It wasn't up to us to, to make that happen, even though while it was happening, all kinds of verbal promises were being made. This kind of thing goes on every day in Scientology. They're constantly doing this because they're voraciously um, greedy, you know, for the money. Uh, but there's also other criminal acts that have been executed, carried out by these guys over the years. Breaking and entering, vandalism, wiretapping, rape or sexual assault, statutory rape and pedophilia. I mean, when we start opening the door to what happens to children or young adults in the Church of Scientology, there is no bottom to the evil. It, it, it is a bottomless pit. It goes down so far. I have been shocked by things that I have learned fairly recently that I knew about kind of on an intellectual basis, but when you when you meet up, when you find out, you know, at an, on an emotional level, on, on a gut level, what those experiences are like to live through, what happened in, in detail, it is horrifying, epically horrifying. Like, in this, it, it's bad. It's really, really bad stuff. Um... 
and all of the things I've ever talked about, like imagine all the stuff about study tech that I've talked about or the training, right? Remember that long podcast I did where I laid out all the stuff about misunderstoods, dictionaries, and clay demos, and all this pressure and all this other crap that goes on as a regular course of activity in a Scientology course room? Well, imagine if you're eight or nine years old and you're having to experience all of that. I mean, it kind of takes on a whole new level of, of awfulness, doesn't it, when you start applying this to children. And right now, as I am recording this, and probably as you're listening to this, somewhere in the world, there are children in Scientology classrooms, in Scientology auditing rooms, in Scientology households, who are being physically and psychologically abused uh, by other Scientologists in the name of spiritual freedom and equality and, you know, these people calling themselves the most ethical people on the planet. While they cover up all kinds of stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to detail a little bit more of that in a few minutes here. Um, physical assault, wrongful death, false imprisonment, murder. Okay, these are just a few things I could, I could think of off the top of my head when I started thinking about how far down the rabbit, you know, does this rabbit hole go? Uh, and Okay, so then there are the cover-ups. Okay, and I'm going to give you an example of one. I've talked about this, I think, once or twice before on my channel, but I want to I kind of tell the whole story here again because it fits in with what I'm talking about here. And that was one fine day. I was, um, as most of you know, I used to be in charge of all of the delivery of Scientology training and auditing across the Western United States. I held that position for like eight years. Uh, overseeing all of this, keeping track of how many hours were being delivered and how many people were in the course rooms and what courses were they doing and how was it going and trying to, you know, make sure that all the organizations were doing it right according to L. Ron Hubbard's policies and directives. Well, one fine day, I get a report uh, from Sacramento. I believe this was in 1998 or so, maybe 97, I can't... I don't have the exact time period in my memory banks, but I, I definitely have what happened in my memory banks. I'll never forget it. Uh, I was sitting there, and I got a report in from Sacramento, the Church of Scientology of Sacramento, that a man in his 50s had been on the Purification Rundown, which was the sauna detox program that they do. He was not in an Arcanon. He was in a Church of Scientology, and he uh, was doing five hours of sauna a day. And he was a, an older, heavy-set man, and, uh, and I, don't, I don't recall I, if he had a history of heart conditions or not, but he went home after this five-hour stint in the sauna one day, and this was not the first day he was on the pure, if he'd been on it for a while, and he had a heart attack and he died. Did the purification rundown cause that heart attack? It is impossible to say. But you know what? We're never going to know anything about it because as soon as I got the report that that had happened, I was shocked and dismayed, thinking to myself at the time that our sauna program did not kill people. It was not something that was, that was going to be fatal for somebody. I didn't know anything about it. I just All I knew was what L. Ron Hubbard had written about it, and everything L. Ron Hubbard says about the purification rundown is complete bullshit. He had no idea what he was talking about. He was scientifically illiterate, uh, and he took bad advice from some Portuguese doctor about how drugs uh, stay lodged in the fatty tissues and applied this to LSD, alcohol, drugs that do not lodge in the fatty tissues, but he insisted that they did. 
And, uh, and so we developed this purification rundown, which, is, which involves uh, strenuous amounts of sauna activity and sweating, as well as mega doses, like handfuls of vitamins and niacin, and uh, not very well monitored or supervised by you know, medical doctors or authorities. And so we have had people in Narconons and in churches of Scientology die. Uh, while doing this purification rundown or while being on it. And Scientology has gone into overdrive every time to cover these up. And then this instant I'm telling you about is one of those where I got this report and I was alarmed and shocked and not thinking that it was a fatal activity. I sent orders down to Sacramento saying, I want this investigated immediately. I want the PC folder sent to me right now so I can see for myself what happened to this guy. I want uh, ethics, justice actions, you know, put together on the to investigate, not to punish, but to investigate what happened, what's going on here, where did the instructions go off the rails, how did this happen, right? Um, well, I issued all those orders immediately and at once because I was very concerned about this, and within, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, uh, uh, Pam... Uh, a woman named uh, Pam, I'll just say Pam, came down from the Office of Special Affairs and she immediately and at once ordered me to give her everything I had in writing and to delete every single file and anything else, text files, telex files, anything that I had having to do with this death in Sacramento. She wanted all of it. She needed the slate wiped clean. And she was pissed at me for doing my job. And I said to her, are you, what? What are you talking about? This is insane. I'm not going to do that. Uh, we need to get this investigated. There's a guy who's dead. And she was like, yeah, you're not doing any of that. None of that's happening. You are not going to ever talk about this ever again. You're never going to write anything about it ever. In fact, I need to know everything you've written so I can go over to the computer system, which sends all the communications around, and I need to delete every single thing you've ever written about this, because I had written extensively in an hour. I'd been very busy on this because it was a vast concern to me. She didn't care about any of that. She didn't care about this guy. She didn't care about Sacramento. She didn't care about the delivery. All she needed to do was cover up that this guy had any connection with the Church of Scientology and to make sure that Scientology would be protected from this death so that there would, nobody would ever connect those dots. That was all she cared about. And she um, was very forceful about that. I was put in a position where I had no choice and no voice, uh, and there was literally nothing I could do to stop this uh, cover-up from happening. Uh, short of, you know, say, going to the police, and I was not in a place, mindset-wise, where I was about to go to the police. That never, that thought never even crossed my mind. Honestly, it never did. Uh, it wasn't even an option. That's the, and, and I've covered extensively on my podcasts and videos why that would be. I was deep in the cult mindset. So, so this cover-up happened, and I can't help but wonder now, looking back at that and all the other things that I have seen the Church of Scientology cover up over the years, including three instances of pedophilia and, and uh, statutory rape that I had heard about while I was in PAC and other instances of things, all covered up. You can't help but wonder, what else are they covering up? What else is going on that we never will know about, we'll never hear about, we'll never find out about? 
because the people involved will never speak up, have never come out of Scientology, have since died. You know, we, we will never know because none of this stuff is, is in writing, right? In Scientology, if it isn't written, it isn't true. So if you delete everything mentioning some incident or circumstance, then it's not true. It never happened. How's that for fun and games? So, okay. I, it's hard for me to this day, it's hard for me to look back at this and think that I was ever part of it, that I ever condoned any aspect of any of this, but I, I, I did. I have to own up to it. I have to be responsible for it, but it's hard. It's very, very hard to to look back at those kind of act actions and, and, and things and think that I, uh, that I let that happen, that I was there, that I, that I contributed to any of that. It's, 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 it, you know, it, it can be a little disturbing to think about it too much. Um, so I have been working for six years now, seven years now, to expose these abuses, talk about them extensively, which I have done. And, um, and I've managed to avoid a lot of the fair game actions that other people have had leveled at them. I mean, you look at, you go all the way back to the 70s with Paulette Cooper, which is probably the most infamous case of, of fair gaming, where they harassed her to the point of almost, you know, where she almost committed suicide and, and her life was, was, was ruined three times over. Uh, that, that, that's horrible, right? Then you, then you look at what they were doing with Marty Rathman outside his place for months, you know? Uh, the harassment, the stalking, following him around, following his wife around, never letting up. You know, as bad as I feel about Marty and his decisions and, and the, the way he's chosen to deal with all of that, um, I, I, I still to this day feel for him for having to, to go through and experience all of that. That was, that was awful. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Mike Rinder, Leah Remini, they've been followed and round stalked, had their junk gone through, had people, you know, like their, their trash, I mean. <laughs> uh, other things, you know, people uh, who have had their contacts, you know, their friends and family and work and, you know, place of work contacted and, and, uh, and Scientology telling them all what a horrible, evil person Joe Schmo is, right, because he's a religious bigot or he's a this or a that. They're, they're like Donald Trump that way. They just make up bullshit names and stories for, for these people and, and think that, you know, well, they said it, so it must be true, and other people will believe it, and, and there you go. And unfortunately, some people do believe that just because somebody says it. And it really is, it really is that bad because uh, people, not everybody has very good critical thinking skills. So I've, I've managed to avoid a lot of that over these years. Why, I don't know. You know, I've, like I said, I've had a hate website against me for quite some time now. That was damaging enough. That actually did impact me uh, personally, emotionally, and I believe financially. And um, I have had, you know, various trolls and disturbing emails. And I've had, um, you know, some covert sort of threats made in, in Melissa's direction. I mean, it's, it's not been like all fun and games all this time. But it hasn't been as bad as other people have experienced. And so I've tended to sort of dumb it down or say that it really wasn't that bad compared to what other people have experienced because I don't want to try to put myself in the same category as these other folks. Well, 
I guess now things are changing because in the last month or so, I've had all of my social media accounts hacked. I've had my uh, bank account gone after, my uh, various service sites hacked. And it's been a dedicated activity, one after another, after another, after another. Like, I am being gone after now. There's no question in my mind. Whether Scientology is the only entity doing it or not, I can't say. I have no idea where it's coming from. But one can fairly easily deduce that who else would go to so much trouble? Because it's not an easy thing to hack my website. That happened today. I, I spent all morning today. I was going to do a whole different podcast this week. You know, I actually had some other ideas about what I wanted to talk about. But then this this has been going on for the last month now. And uh, today, my site actually went down for a while. Uh, this same kind of thing has been done with Mike Rinder in the past, Tony Ortega in the past. So, you know, again, I'm not trying to say that I'm, like, on some pedestal of, of horribleness here that, that other people haven't experienced some of the same things I'm experiencing. It's just that... I haven't been gone after in this in this dedicated of an effort. I'm also noticing a lot more trolling comments and uh, antagonistic remarks about my work and about posts that I make on on Facebook or Twitter. People coming after me harder now, more antagonistically, and uh, and like I said, I've certainly you know had disagreements with people in the past, individuals here and there, but. You know, I think I could really tally it up on two hands. I don't think that there's, you know, some big, huge conglomeration of anti-Chris Shelton club out there. You know, I don't think I've pissed off that many people. And if I have, guys, calm down. You know, just because I utter some opinions and, and statements about things doesn't mean that, you know, it's it's open game, open season to come after me. Like, what is that? What is that? It's bullying. That's what it is. From Scientology, from trolls, from people who are jealous of my success or what I'm doing with my channel. And, uh, and I noticed that the, this level of activity started almost immediately when I started my Critical Clips channel. So now I'm posting content seven days a week about most of it about Scientology, right? And I don't think that was, uh, I don't think that decision was was well-liked by the powers that be, but too bad. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going with what I'm doing. And uh, and this this harassment and bullying is not going to stop me. It's just annoying the shit out of me. And and I'm sure that's the purpose of it. I'm sure the guys at OSA are like high-fiving each other right now while they're watching this because they watch everything I do. Hi, guys. Yeah, I know you're watching. And I've already said exactly what I think about what you're doing. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it again. But point is that uh, I'm documenting this, these fair gaming actions. Uh, one, so they'll be in the public record. And two, so you guys will know what's going on with me and my channel these days. And uh, three, kind of for some peace of mind on my part, you know, because I just kind of need to vent a little bit. This kind of stuff really pisses me off. I am not into bullying. It is, it is very uncool. Uh, you know, we should, we should live up to the ideals that we all say we want to live up to. A free society, open exchange of ideas, you know, good critical thinking and, and argumentation on both sides where people can listen and be, hear and be heard. 
uh, on any issue. I mean, why not, right? Is that really such a horrible thing, you know? Uh, no, I don't think it is. And I don't think if we lived in a society where we all had the willingness and ability to do that with one another, um, I don't know. You know, you want world peace. I think that's the, I think that's the recipe for it. So, um, all right. So anyway, I wanted to kind of get some of this out there, uh, like I said, on a public record and, and just kind of, um, I don't know, vent a little bit. I, you know, the thing that gets me through this stuff and the thing that will continue to get me through this stuff, because if this is true that I'm now the target and that is what's happening and I believe that it is, then this is only going to continue and, uh, and it might even ramp up and get worse. So uh, it's expensive. I had to pay a whole service today to, you know, to get my site back online and get it behind a firewall. Uh, it's time consuming. I've spent hours and hours, actually days at this point now, locking down my sites, changing all my passwords, getting password managed, doing all the stuff you got to do, right? Uh, it's not like I was lax on security before all of this. I've always had good passwords. I've always used two-factor authentication for most things. But now it's, you know, locked down much more, uh, much harder. And hopefully that will prevent any future hacking or my site going down. Because I, you know, the thing that pisses me off about it is it denies you guys access to my content. That's why I get so jacked about it. It's, you know, there's a, there's a feeling of, of personal invasion of, you know, of like personal trespass when people are messing with you this way. Uh, it's bad enough when you get weird trolls coming around and insulting you personally from anonymous accounts or sock accounts. It's, it's weird. It's disturbing. It's not, you know, this is not, this shouldn't be normal human behavior. But everybody out there thinks this is normal and acceptable now. That's the world we live in. And it's a pretty awful world that we've developed that we allow this to go on unchecked. That anonymous people can just create bots and just come after people anonymously. Uh, it's gross. It's actually pretty disgusting. But again, that's the world we live in right now. So... Anyway, I wanted to say, uh, in sort of a wrap-up to this, that I want to thank you guys, the supporters and people who follow my channel and give me positive feedback. And there are far, far more of you who are doing that than these negative Nellies and, and trolls and Scientologists. I mean, the, the, the numbers don't even, uh, they don't even compare, right? I mean, obviously, with... You know, we all have a negativity bias, right? And so the negative stuff stands out more. But the, but the truth is that I'm getting way more positive feedback from you guys than I've ever gotten negative feedback. And I don't want to dwell on all the negative and ignore the positive. I, the, the, the support that I get from you guys, and I don't just mean financially. I mean the, 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 the positive feedback and the, the well wishes and the positive comments about my work. It, it really does boost the morale, and it really does help, uh, and it really has been um, something that has been a positive reinforcement for me to continue doing this, because believe me, there are days where this stuff beats you down, and, um, and it beats you down hard enough that I've had, you know, full-blown depressive episodes about it. Um, you know, just a reality. I'm not, again, I'm not, this isn't some bid for sympathy. I'm just telling you how things really are in my world with this stuff. So, um, anyway, so I want to thank you guys who do support my work, who do think that I've got something positive and informative and maybe sometimes mildly entertaining to say. And, uh, and I really appreciate you guys. So, um, you're the ones that I'm actually doing all this work for. 
Uh, this isn't, you know, this isn't a self-satisfactory thing at this point, and it's not so much about the catharsis, although every single episode that I'm doing actually does help on that road, too, still to this day. You know, you'd think after a certain amount of time, you go, man, is this still... And yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it is. Uh, so, you know, six years, seven years out, 42 years in, mm, <laughs> you know, maybe the scales still have a little bit of balancing to do. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening to me ranting here. Um, I, you know, I wish I had more, you know, positive information for you or something, or I could tell you more about some of this really cool stuff that happened this week, but you'll find out soon enough, and it will be amazing, and when you do find out, I'll certainly pipe in and let you know that that's what I was talking about. So, uh, thanks for coming around. Leave any questions, comments, or feedback in the comment section on YouTube or at sensiblyspeaking.com. Uh, and if you want to support my channel or help me out here, then you can always sign up with me on Patreon. Um, and by the way, none of the hacking or any of the intrusive actions that have come my way have had anything to do with Patreon or my finances on that line or, or any kind of identity theft actions. Nothing like that has happened. And I trust that the uh, Patreon guys and the Google guys have their collective shit enough together that they're not going to allow themselves to be hacked by the likes of Scientology. If anything at all were ever to come up on that line, I would immediately inform everybody concerned. There would be no uh, back offer or withholding of information on that line. So anyway, so we're all good on that front. So again, thanks for your support, guys, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.